Good evening, everybody. Here we are. It is Thursday, the 9th of September, show number 59 of So What's Been Happening. Uh, this is a super exciting one. We are at preliminary final eve. Oh, I can't believe I'm saying this and my team's in the preliminary final. I'm super, super excited now. Um, aside from the nerves, let's talk about or let's quickly play our superstar number 59s. green black out there just for a few extra little grooves um all righty let's get into it uh it is uh what are we thursday night um and we were talking about are you okay day so that's a fantastic segue into saying g'day to the cars the great cars the monty meandra um gets out with the people has a chat um <laughs> good to see you mate on a thursday night Hey, mate, oh, great to see you too. What a great day. What a great initiative. What a great day. Really important to reach out to our mates, our loved ones, just checking in on them, making sure they're okay on a day like that. Should do it every day, but today of all days for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we've, uh, we'll be reaching out to someone from Are You OK um, in the next, well, hopefully month or so as this, as their glory period of, of, re- of awareness is, is quietens down a little bit we'll, we'll spark it up again in a matter of months time and we'll have a chat again so you're absolutely right every day should be are you okay day and i know we've got a bit of a focus on that at work at the moment so let's uh let's bring on another special guest the lovinator how are you al how are we gentlemen the lovinator yeah, are you okay are you okay you too we talking. are mate are you okay mate that's more important yeah, I'm, I'm fine. And you'll see in a few minutes why I'm quite happy at the moment. So, <laughs> nice. uh, like yes, which will be one of the topics of discussion that we have on tonight. Yeah. Uh, very good montage of the number 59 too, AC. Um, it's, it's sort of barrel scraping type <laughs> stuff in the end, isn't it, really? But uh, I just want to, on the number 59, yep. there's just a couple of things that I want to highlight about the number 59 itself, if that's all right. Go for it, mate. Well, Good to see there's a little bit of research being done here. Well, you know, I mean, find me a sport where the number 59 is considered the holy grail. Which one is that? You might have got I'm going to go, go good on. Uh, golf. So 59 yeah. is the holy grail for golf. Uh, it's the number of beads on a Roman Catholic rosary. Oh, uh, going now. Here we, he's gone good here. The Queensborough Bridge in New York City is also known as the 59th Street Bridge. Oh, you have researched right. above and beyond. Hang on. Well, I've, I've, I've done my research. <laughs> so, Lockdown's been good to you, lovey. 
Mate, the number on a button commonly worn by feminist activists in the 1970s. This was based on the claim that a woman earned 59 cents to an equally qualified man's dollar. Not much has changed since then in some industries that we know that for sure. So there you go, boys. A bit of uh, bit of bit of bit of, bit of theory, a bit of research. Well done. Some real number 59 stuff because mm-hmm. I had no idea what sportsman wore a number 59 otherwise. Yeah, interesting enough. I'm not sure if you saw that little needle in the haystack, but it was actually had a one in front of it. But I, I found it good because I'm not a lot of um, sports are known with with numbers, especially in this sport with athletics um, being in the number. And normally it's just a name, but I snuck in the well, somewhat great. Reminded me back of the last one of the last times the demons were in the um, grand final, and it was 1988. Flashback to the big screen. And it was the supposed great at the time, the great Ben Johnson ran oh, yeah. with uh, yes. number 159. So I couldn't help but uh, but throw that one in. So um, what has come on? ruined athletics ever since. Yeah, yeah. It's been a slow climb back ever since, I think. And he wasn't the only one. There was a couple right. of others in that same period. So a few months. Absolutely. Um, now, I, I, sorry, uh, before we go, in your little pictures – what was the famous little pub there with a 59 on the front? That is actually in Melbourne. So yeah. I'll, I'll give you that little bit of gold. It's locked down, sadly, at the moment. But uh, it's one to look out for, that's for sure. So we'll just leave that little snippet there. You have to Google and do your research, and we might have to yeah. meet the boys there for a, for a lazy I'm one. I'm pretty sure once. it's in Collingwood or Fitzroy. It's close. Close. It's around, it's around uh, the suburb. It's where the pub crawl will start anyway. It's in Richmond. Yes, my bad. There you go. There you go. Now, Cars, obviously I'm going to put you on the spot. Tell me you've got some effort of 59 that you've made. Well, I've got nothing for 59. Nothing. Let's let's break it up again, apart from your age. Um, Let's go (laughs) with with a famous famous number five and someone different to who who you used last time for your five. Famous number five. um. Famous number five. Let's go with David Schwartz. Right, you use the one. No, you use it, but it's good, champion good. player though. Champion player, even more champion bloke. There you go. And what about a number nine? Give us a nine while you're there. There's been a few number good ones. Nine. Shane Hurd. There you go. Jump, jump ships, and give me another team at least. Speaking number of the nine. Back ram. Number nine. Robert Kippy Domenico. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. He inspired me to play football in such a manner. It was great. That's right. Throw Brownlow medals. Yellow background. Go for it, love Adam Ramanowskis, number nine, and his his, uh, push with uh, cancer and and the like and and his great cause as well. Um, Yellow is a very prominent colour that they use in that particular cause too. But you're talking number five. The last one I'll bring up. And debate this another time. Our best ever number five in the cricket, Test cricket, Steve Waugh. Come at me. If you can find right. a better number five than what Steve Waugh was, then uh, I'll eat my hat. Right. Well, we're going to, uh, speaking of that and cricket tragics, um, I know another good friend of mine uh, who we've had on the show before. And it's been a long time between drinks, and we've put on plenty of episodes since. Um, I don't think we're actually supposed to go past that episode, to be honest, around that finals time. It was last year, and it was the Cats, 
Um, or was it even the year before? No, of course, of course it was last year. It was the Cats and they were about to get very close to a final story. So we put together a few good mates and um, that's when we found the the little master, if you remember that episode. And we we, uh, <laughs> we had a bit of fun with that one. And, and I think, Lovey, that was actually your debut debut it show was. where I brought the you on as the wrong person. An so. absolute shit show where you threw me under the bus, mate. Still, Never one of the funniest things I've ever seen on the podcast ever. It was, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna bring him up, the great Hurricane Justin Nunn. How are you, mate? How are you, boys? Good to see you. Welcome back. <laughs> That's How why you, I took you so long to come back. It was Grand Final leave, AC. There you go. Yeah, uh, and I just it's uh, taken me all that time just to recover from Dustin Martin's performance. In that were you half hammered? Were you half hammered that night? The night before, or were you just nervous? Nervous, mate. Uh, haven't done my best work in front of a camera for a long time. <laughs> like all yeah. of us, mate. Yeah. yeah. Don't mind me. I'm just pouring a drink here, by the way. All right. Let's start off with uh, asking you, mate. Are you okay? Give us uh, give us a little bit of how you've been, Juzzy. I know lockdown's been an interesting chapter for everyone, but uh, just give us your recent little experience with lockdown mate. and how it's been. We touched on it earlier um, off a camera. Like it's, uh, we've been really fortunate and we're going okay. But even that comes with a whole heap of guilt that you feel because even even though you're okay and that you're earning a quid and you're able to work and all these things, you've got people all around you that aren't. Um, so it's been difficult for us. I had a uh, my first granddaughter was born um, last year so it was good because we had her to concentrate on but then they moved out so to be told that you can't go and see her and you can't hold her and touch her and do all these things so you know everybody's got things but yeah it's been tough yeah it's been tough you know and and they chop and change these rules um without any um a consistency on the run you know, you can't help but start to feel, well, you can't go and visit um, your parents, but are you able to go to work? It just yeah. sort of doesn't add up. Yeah, some yeah. clear imbalances there for sure. Um, just a shout-out to our good mate, Robert Wine, all the way from Canada. He's tuned. Well, put the alarm on at quarter past five, mate. So that's <laughs> Welcome back, mate. All right. Now, yeah. boys, this episode was an exciting one. Lovey, you got something before we go? No, I was just going to say, I, 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 I feel Justin's anguish around the inconsistencies and, you know, the whole rules for some and not others. Um, it just feels, just feels like there's, there's, there's no rhyme or reason to this. And I, and I understand science and all the rest of it and data, but at the end of all this, we're, we're dealing with humans. And I think that the whole human aspect of this has completely gone missing in a lot of decisions that have been made. And we know what all those decisions have been. Um, and now it's a case of trying to prosecute what's best for us, for us all mentally. Uh, and from a family perspective, I think that's, that's what needs to be prosecuted most from here. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to get back out there. Uh, sadly, it's not any time soon that we know about. There's no that's the bit that's really hurting me at the moment. Just no end date. Um, yep. You know, you do all the right things, and it doesn't seem to be enough at the moment. So hang in there, boys. We will get through this one together. Uh, and 
Robert Wine just mentioned that he's okay. He's just become a grandfather grandfather three days ago. So congratulations, Rob. Um, Rob, beautiful, mate. Awesome news. Uh, a really good surprise. I know Canada's largely out of lockdown at the moment, but an exciting time uh, to be a grandfather, that's for sure. All right, just a quick recap, boys, on the on the show we did on the weekend. Uh, Lovey, you and I um, put this one on with Paul Rosen, Paralympian, uh, all-round just genuine superstar, mate. That was a fantastic chat, wasn't it? Oh, it was great. And it, it, taught, me, it taught me two things. Um, I guess the first thing was suck it up. Sometimes you've got to suck it up because there's always someone out there going off that's not going as well as what you are. Um, and he was like that himself, even though he's gone through so many trials and tribulations and he's a really good story coming out the other side, you know, yep. um, which goes to my second point is that anything's achievable. If you, if you really want to put your mind to it, um, you can achieve great things. And as long as you've got really good people around you, uh, I think that was his other key. And his love for his – love he has for his girlfriend is absolutely – obvious um yep. so you know the fact that he's in a good headspace compared to where he was even as late as 2019 from his story and obviously for decades prior the fact he is where he is now it's brilliant yeah it sure is and uh, a shout out to our good mate rosie and we look forward Absolutely. to a, a chat again soon great to have you with us on the show rosie um righto cuz this is the time <laughs> it, it's the great <laughs> It has become the time. Welcome back, Juzzy. It's it's time for the great Dim Sim debate. I wouldn't say necessarily a debate, but it's something we floated a little while ago after our uh, our pickled onion discussion and and the trials and tribulation and bets around the pickled onion that we haven't still been able to secure. Where where uh, we might have to actually might call on Juzzy's services to try and help us out there. Juzzy, just to let you know, mate, we've been to six fish and chip shops. And we've offered 50 bucks at each fish and chip shop and they still will not part with the big dirty jar on the top of the counter with the pickled onions. So we Make need nine fish and chip shops, mate. I went that's to three right this out. week, including tonight, nothing. Right now. That's, that's that's trouble, isn't it? Um it's a, it's the pot of gold, isn't it? That's what we found out. The uh the holy grail for the fish and chip shop. Who would have thought us as a little kid looking up, looking at that? mystery box of whatever the hell was in there. I thought it was a fish tank at one stage as a kid. Um, what are those weird-looking fish in there? Uh, they just won't part with it, mate. They say they've they've had it since the start. They've had it since they bought the fish and chip shop. And I reckon some of them might have sold six six pickled onions if they're lucky. So, hey, see, another thing that's hard to get your hands on is is the Chico Roll posters with the girls on the motorbox. If anyone's got one of them, put one up behind me. Yeah, we'll find you one. one. We will find you one, that's for sure. Um, And the great part about this discussion that we talked about, this has gone all the way to Canada. And Robert Wine actually thought I'd have made a typo um, talking about the dim sim. Uh, He was, he only knows it as the dim sum, uh, which is interesting. Very different. Very different. Um, we're talking about the magic of the dim sim, and it's an interesting, it's an interesting chapter. The history of the dim sim, boys. Did you know this was actually a Melbourne-born item? Australian uh, invention. 
which is it was a it's basically a piss take of the dim sum, is it not? Yeah, very similar, very similar. So um, the the great man we've got to thank is William Wing Young, was the great great man that come up with this. Um, in the restaurant Wing Lee in Melbourne, nineteen forty five. So we're going back a bit, mate. Um, some would say it's a little surprise. That's for sure. I always call it the the surprise packet. That's for sure. You never know what's going to be in it, and you never know. But you've got a rough feeling of how good it's going to taste. You know. Do you know if that young fella off the back of that invention, surely he got an Australian order or AOM or something like that, did he? Or he should. I think, uh, I think sadly, I think his patent's gone missing um, and it's been mass produced heavily since. Oh, hello. Oh, there you go. We've got, we've got a late, we've got a late <laughs> order coming in. That's a fine. Is that That's a fine. Yeah. That's why, took a year. That's why it took a year to come back, Juzzy. <laughs> exactly, mate. Exactly. Man of the people. That's right. So just to confirm the difference between the dim sim and the dim sum, we've got a much thinner little uh what what even is that um casing that we we devour so often, boys. Um talk to me oh, about what it is. That looks immaculate. Hang on one sec, boys. I'll be back. Get knock on the door. Going off with he's, going to, he's going to knock on the door. He's got, he's got some dim sims. I bet she's got some dim sims. This is a surprise because this, this wasn't supposed to happen. I was just leaving it to you boys to come up with the gold. And, uh, Bullshit. Two of the best fried dimmies thanks to the local uh, local shop. So that's a great delivery from... Uh, from the special fish and chip shop. That's we, we'll have to give them a plug, even though they haven't let go of their pickled onions. It might give us a bit of bit of bait. Going hungry. Now, no, no, Dimmy's here, mate. Sorry, buddy. Apologies. What, what's the excuse, Cuz? You, you're letting us down here. I've got no excuse. It's not a taste so, test, but I'm going to go first. I'm going to go did first. The moths, did the moths shut the wallet closed permanently? Yeah, there, or? definitely, mate. Wondered. Fried dim sim that far above. The steam dim sim that far. Okay, let's start there. Let's start there. Good, good segue. Righto. So, let's get out of the way. Fried or steam, boys. I know uh, it looks like Lovey's Lovey's definitely gone fried. Um, there's no doubt fried what it's by, been fried delivered. by a mile. What's been delivered here is fried. <laughs> have a have a look at yours, Lovey. That's that's, that's, that's that is a soy sauce steamed dim sim. You have to go steamed. And then in the air fryer. Steamed in the air fryer. Steamed and then in the air fryer gives you the taste and the crunch, the texture of the fried dim sim and helps the arteries on the way to the heart just to... (laughs) I I dead set love it. I'm a new man. I'm a health food, Hurricane. Very gourmet, Juz. Great to know. Mm. Now that... I I like the adaption to the... Air fryer, meaning you're moving with technology as well. 1945, no air fryers, mate. So they brought on you've you've mixed mixed in the in the uh, technology as well, mate. It's great to hear. To be honest, I can't claim it. It's um the minister for war and finance. She runs a pretty tight ship. Yeah, with the the calories into the household these days compared to the calories out. So yeah, yeah. Well, well played. 
the great yeah. Heidi. Well done. Um, and then we can't forget uh, Melbourne's iconic, let's face it, the South Melbourne market dimmies. Uh, this is a, a family oh, yeah. generational. Um, well, the great Ken Chong was the, was the first man to uh, put one of these together back many years ago now. He passed away in 2006. So he's been... He's been ripping a dim sim for many years um, and he's passed it down to generations now to the fact where this great uh, little surprise is is featured all around the world, actually, and exported. Um, and there shows one of the great fried and one of the great steamed. His, his motto was fried weren't really part of his go. It was all about the steamed dimmy for him to the point where he sold the bag and inside that bag was the special instructions on how long to steam them. So there's uh, there's a little bit of South Melbourne market gold. That said, though, there was nothing better when you get your fish and chips on a Friday night and you just have a couple of steamies while you're waiting for them to come out. Absolutely, um, and and I must I can't can't go any further without acknowledging this. Uh, we've had the Uber Eats delivery <laughs> from the from the Brad Sotel, who uh, I must have. Thank on air very much yeah. the beautiful wife too mate emphasis on that too the much better the much better for sure better well, half don't, don't, even, don't, even, don't even suck up to that mate i mean the 50 50 process don't don't give in to that aaron you'll be right high side tell. yeah that's right how good that the smash then oh, high side tell. <laughs> yeah, correct. i'm sure she's uh, pinching herself every night still mate um, and just oh, a yeah. shout out to my good mate uh, Luke Costa. Glenn Curran lost weight. Oh, Are you watching the same show? I think it's a haircut, mate. I think it's a haircut that's done it. Um, Cuz has had a little bit of improvement to go from this. Bailey this. Switch. And definitely not that. <laughs> so, it's got a bit of Team Wolf about it, hasn't it? Team Wolf. I like that. Team Wolf. That's going to be the Michael J. Uh, the newest photo for a sec. Have a look at this. Look at this man. I mean, if that doesn't scream, you know, prisoner 684432, your internal examination's up for now. <laughs> internal examination. I don't know what does. It's um, please bend over. It's got some real. It has got a Barlow and Chambers about it. Real criminality about it. Yeah, Barlow and Chambers. And we know how well that went. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> all right, boys, let's talk about, obviously, there's the fish and chip model. All right, we all know that. Um, that's probably been home to where we have always, or probably the first time I tasted a, a dim sim, I reckon, was definitely from the fish and chip shop. And I, I don't even remember ever being questioned steamed or fried. I think it was a case of whatever the parents got at the time. I don't, I'm not sure I had an option. So I reckon I reckon steamed was on my agenda early. Um not through, not through the positive, healthy eating or anything like that. I'm, my dad, uh, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't even look at a dirty dim sim. Um, he's not real keen on anything that's got a surprise in it, um, and that's one. He's definitely a meat and, meat and three veg kind of guy, mate. So shout out to my dad who's uh, who's recently had uh, quadruple bypass on the Survive, and I don't think dim sims are uh, on his menu in the in the in the distant. Or close, close future. Anyway, he's uh, he's on the mend, mate. So it's it's fantastic to see. But um, let's talk about brands and where your first experience of the of, that you can remember of the dim sim. 
Um, let's go with you first, Cuz. Oh, is it the marathon? Marathon and they all their sort of fr- frozen food. I, I, I can remember Mum at the supermarket buying them. The old <laughs> the classics, steam fried barbecue, cheapest. Yeah, it's a worry. I'm not a sure where the steam fried barbecue. Has anyone ever put one on a barbecue? I know great Aussie tradition. Yeah, out at Melton, I get invited to a few barbies out at Melton, and it's there I fill it, mate. They um. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few mates that love it. They're probably tuning in. So, would have been um, um, would have been keeping the great super, Melton Super Rules uh, boys correct. keep get get to keep them going. That's for sure. Um, what about well, you? The, um, yeah, look, the barbecue dim sims really good. Um, probably spring to summer in the hangover period. So when you when you're hung and you don't really feel like opening up all the eggs, the bacon, all the rest of it, you just chuck six dimmies. You get them on the barbecue, chop them in half, face down, few minutes, happy days. Really, really good for a hangover, apparently, on the barbecue. Yeah. Dimmy's on, on the barbecue, really good. Right, is that a is that an uncooked version, or are we slicing? Are we putting? Are we slicing and dicing? Or how are we how are we going about that? Straight, Straight on down closing. the middle. Yep. Straight down the middle. You get six of them out, and you put them all face down. Feels like you got. It feels like you're having twelve. It's brilliant. Love it. <laughs> there you go. Right, we learn something every day. Um, Feels like you're having twelve. That yes. is gold. <laughs> <laughs> the dieter's dream, mate. Um, you've only eaten six, though. Uh, what about you, Nani? Uh, mate, I'm a marathon mate, man, a marathon man. Uh, as a teenager, and obviously then you get introduced to the South Melbourne market, Dimmy. And then as the wife and kids come along, and the and the mortgages, I've gone. I've gone hybrid, uh, tip-top to a version in a bulk bag, and they try and emulate the South Melbourne dimmy in a marathon mass production kind of way. Uh, so it makes you feel like you're crossing over into Brighton, but we all know I'm in Taylor's Lake, so it's sort of, it's sort of not too bad. Well, tip-top special. I must admit, uh, when Googling a few uh, dim sims, I hadn't realised that it spread into the great tip-top. Um, no, fantastic. Cool. Yeah, and not... Being um being um married to a to an ex chef, she takes her food very seriously. Um, it's it's as good as it's as good as I've had. There you go. Yeah. Well, the go. brand that I always go to, um, AC was, I don't know if you've got a picture of it, the old Hokkienwa. H o double k i e n. Oh, Chienwa. Yeah, it was. I think it was in Chinma. Yep. Chinma over the back there, I see. The building I've, got, I've got Marathon, which I'm a little oh. concerned the Aussie chicken and vegetable. I'm not sure where Aussie chicken's <laughs> fit in, but um, we've got a little I don't surprise. I it's real chicken. Not sure that yeah. it's proper chicken there. I think the dim sim's looking a bit like a minion, uh, that's for sure. So Might um, be chicken in a cave. There you go. Mate, it's, um, it's, I reckon it's as mysterious as the old uh, 4 and 20 meat pie at the footy. What's inside yeah. that, really? Exactly. We can't miss the old uh, Golden Wok pack mm. as well. Um, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say the most inviting packaging we've got lined up there, but uh, <laughs> look, mate, my first experience, well, not first experience, but my classic young, early teenager period catching up with mates, we weren't, we were pretty good on the little mini dim sim because mum, mum thought she was only 
half doing us in if we had the little half of him sim, right? So we get the little packet of 15, and I think we're about three or four. So you're just enough to taste a little bit of dim sim, right, before you, you're onto something else. Um, so there's many times that I'd I'd be home from school or something, and I'd just knock the whole packet off. Well, 15 just felt like about three or four, didn't it? Real, real dim sims or big ones. Um, so my experience as a, as a teenager was was uh, a good friend of mine. His dad used to do a bit of servicing, uh, roof plumber he was, and he worked with this great building that was behind me here, the big Chinua building. It's uh, on the edge of Hoddle Street, Collingwood, uh, the home, the, the mecca, the home of the dim sim, in my opinion, and brought home these, a big 60-pack of the big <laughs> um, So it was often the big three-kilo pack, three strong, growing young boys. We would have the big, the big steamer going. Uh, and it was a case of, oh, how many do you want? And they'd ask me, and I was the shy kind of younger one that would say, oh, oh how many are you having, mate? Oh, I'm having six, another six. <laughs> and next minute we'd have 18 on. We'd have half the half the box or three, uh, more than half the box on. It was it was great times. Uh, and then they brought out this little little snack pack version, uh, <laughs> which is which is quite scary. How many how many dim sims you can devour in a session? Uh, after you get a little bit of taste up is kind of a little bit scary, to be honest. Um, yep. I know I know. Uh, probably all four of us have stocked up on a few kilos over time and it's been, it's a tough, it's a tough road to get them back off. That's for sure. Sorry, go Justin. Easy to find. Oh, oh yeah. very easy to find. Hard to lose. That's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. I, I just didn't remember it. playing under oh, 18s. Really funny story about a training night. And we were hungry after, we were doing VCE, so we are hungry after school, heavy day at school. And I was at my friend's house and, and we thought, well, before training, I'm starving. We've got to, we both thought we better, we've got to do something. So his mum had in the freezer some of those mini dim sims, you know, the really small ones you see at functions and weddings and stuff or whatever. Anyway, I thought, oh, yeah, we'll have a few of those. Anyway, me, me mate decided he was our ruckman, big bloke. Anyway, he he said, "Oh, it's easy to chuck on the fryer." Oh, okay, we'll put a few on. I didn't know he put the whole packet into the fryer, and the whole packet he cooked the whole packet and he brought it back out. It was like in this massive Tupperware container that you know you, you would serve up that much just for a wedding. And I thought, well, what are we meant to do with all these? Uh, bucket, we'll eat them all. So we ate them all. Took about an hour, grabbed our training gear. I, I was, I, I ran three laps and I was so sick, I was so crook. And I said, Oh, look, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not training. Boshy, my coach, no, Bosch at the time, my coach, he goes, Are you okay? You look fit. You, you were running fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit crook in the guts. And he, he, he told me on the Saturday then, he told me on the Saturday after, You stunk. You stunk like soy sauce and Tim Sims. I went, Yeah, I know. It was, just terrible. Had went through half a packet of mini dim sims with me, mate, before training. It was horrible. It's uh, it's great times, the old dim sim, that's for sure. Oh, Brings yeah. back great memories. Um, and it's funny, the second oh, – it's been a while since I've had a dim sim, to be honest, but just tonight it's just flooded back the memory um, after that special delivery. And we're starting to get a few a few shout-outs as well, um, that's for sure. A good mate, uh, Josh Henshaw, has come up with the – the Chinua Dimmies, they've spread out of, uh, definitely spread out of Collingwood 
um, and Australian oh, Butchers. Brilliant. So a little, little plug for Australian Butchers Enterprise Avenue, Berwick. They're starting to come in now. Um, and he he's with you, mate. Great on the barbecue, cut in half, bit of soy sauce. There yep. you go. Yep. I don't know yep. if uh, if Josh was on when when he you uh, you uh, mentioned that before. So he's definitely got well, a support I, I, there. I tell you what, Cranman feels like it's five k's away from me, even though I'm in Ringwood. I might try and get out there tomorrow. There you go. I'll test pick that up five k. Yeah, pick yeah. up a packet. That's for sure. Now, a couple of things we've got to confirm. So we've gone. What was the preference? The total preference was it steamed or fried? Five. We're going to go steamed just because it's easy to eat, down quick. You can eat a whole bunch of them. You don't feel as full. The only thing I'd say with a steamed is that that cup you get at the footy with the, the three or four in them, boy, I can hold some heat. Um, they, uh, that, that, that little packet, I don't know why, but the fried seems to just let go of the heat a little bit quicker and you can... You can get them down with a nice neck. The only issue, the only issue I have with steamed dimmies, and it depends on the make, Burn. really important, they stink. They can absolutely stink. And <laughs> you definitely you know, what, know when someone's eating them, that's for sure. <laughs> absolutely. Well, you know, it's like a fart. If it's not yours, they smell really bad. <laughs> and, boys, if you steam them first and then you put them in the air fryer, as soon as you're it sort of goes hard on the outside and it can be um, at 20 minutes and you crack open the skin and the steam still comes out of it. It keeps it super, super hot. Well, there you I go. Think, I really think you're onto something here, Josie. I think I'm going to have to... Um, I would never have thought it was possible, honestly. I rework. I was like, it is magnificent. It is I magnificent. I have to rework my methodology on Dim Sims. I really because am it's after not the point. best of the steam, yeah. but you feel like you're having a fried... Yeah. Mm. I'm on Who it. Thought? Who would have thought you could I'm combine combine two yeah. gloves? Yeah. Um, and fried. Fried on the fried or on the barbecue. Steamed. No, we've got a big no for steamed from Josh. Not happy. Not happy with a soggy appearance of uh steamed. Mate, obviously, Josh, you've left them on way too long. Once that <laughs> once that skin, skin sticks to the bottom of the steamer, mate, it's all over. And you can see you not only see the contents. But there's there's something special about that little packet of joy that is the outside casing. Um, we're not really certain what it is exactly. I'd rather not well, know. Well, no, no. I, I've just had a look at it whilst we've been talking about this. See, research. I'm telling you, research well sets your mind free for life. So the 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 the, the, the common ingredients. I don't know how they roll this into the skin. Wheat flour, water. I don't even know what this is. Tapioca starch, salt, oh, yeah. preservative two hundred two, flour treatment three hundred. Now I haven't even I don't know, I haven't even gotten to some of these other ingredients that I can't even pronounce. So well, there you go. When everything very when healthy. something's got a number, when something's got a number, you run. Good, right? That's yeah. that's a scary the scary uh, packet. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if there'd be a lot of anti dim simmers out there if they knew exactly what was in it. Yeah, very true. Bit like KFC, I mate. Been put, I literally have not been put off by what I just read out. I'm still keen to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Bundles of joy, mate. Bundles of joy. And speaking of bundles of joy, I need to I need to run through this with you. Okay, so here it is. <laughs> the great surprise packet that we all love. Now we've got I'm not sure what we even call this end. 
Ever had a term for it? The bum? Okay. Just the bum. And what about this end? Knob. That's the, the top end. end. Right, oh, let's go. Bum. Well, is there a top and bottom bum? There's no right top. They're okay. the side. Yeah, that's right. There's no uh, who puts them in like that, cuz. What do you do? Stand them on on uh, toothpicks nah. or something. All right, so let's run with which end which end do you eat first? That's the great debate. Liam with it. I go the the shows, we can see a bit of the meat, that end. Yeah, are the folded sheets. Yeah. Yeah, the bum end, because it, it soaks into the sealed end then. The soy sauce thing soaks further into the sealed end, whereas it feels like if you went to start there, it all just oozes off because it hasn't been sealed. There's, there's an art form to the eating of this thing too. That's right. So obviously I was just an absolute rookie as a kid, mate. I, I would always take on the good end <laughs> first, right? This end, the yeah. top as Cuz calls it. Mate, that's where the gold is. Look, it's just it's like it's like a pie, right? No one does it properly. It's no fun unless it's spilling out everywhere and it's leaking on your hand. <laughs> um, that's that's the joy of the surprise packet, right? Um, uh, and and once again you can't just sort of peel off little layers and find out what's under there, mate. You just gotta go go for the yes, top straight in. Straight yeah. in. All right, let's let's cover off sauce. What about top it off? What are your what are your flavors? Oh, you saw it before. Depend, just before you do, does it depend on whether it's steamed or fried? Yeah, it does. No, it does. No, no sauce. No sauce on a fried dim sim. Oh. Sauce yeah, on so a Glenn, you can just leave now. Thanks. Out. I'm a soy <laughs> man. I'm a soy <laughs> man on a spoon. And tomato on the air fried version or soy sauce on a fried version. So, yeah. Righto. Yeah, good. Lovey. It's that's the one thing I'm pretty unfussy on. It's uh, it can be a soy on both for me, and well, that looks like strawberry jam, does. And uh, it was um, I am partial to a bit of tomato sauce on the fried. Yeah, yeah, happy with that. I saw there some dickhead one time though put uh, mayonnaise one time on a fried dimmy. I nearly choked. Oh, nice. I nearly spewed. I thought you're an idiot. Yeah, that's that's a, a talk that's about no good. Placement. That's uh, that's that's two things that don't go together. I haven't seen um, him ever since. That's like playing Dunkley in the ruck. <laughs> you don't play Dunkley in the ruck. There you go. Um, so there we go. That was, that was great. That was the great uh, the great debate. Uh, it's been a good chat in relation to the dim sim. Now we move on. We will move on to football now, just to have a little chat about the prelims coming up. But we will also find. Um, the next little piece of gold to create a show on. Um, so we'll talk about that in the next week or so and and find out what we're going to run with. Um, Josh, just quick shout out while he bolts off. Um, he's been – thanks for tuning in, Josh, and having a chat, mate. Um, he's on the Demons as well. Uh, I know he's, a, he's another Bombers man, so we're surrounded, surrounded by the Bombers' influence. But uh, sadly, you boys have done your dash. So let's not talk. About oh, footy. Okay. The, great, <laughs> the, great the, great Eddie, the great Eddie jumps on, and this for this year only, he's not talking footy. The Tigers are done. Oh, mate. Um, we've had our we've had our little four years in the sun, have we, Eddie? And now we're just looking again. All right. There you go. What a Fair what enough. a fresh change. Fresh change to proceedings. But one yeah, thing correct. that is good, one thing that is good is a couple of new teams get to have a bash. Um and I think that's that's got to be an exciting thing. So here we go with uh, 
the AFL finals. We are at prelim time. Really scary thing that I saw during the week. This concerns me. That's horseshit. Like seriously, just what is going on there, guys? Seriously, that's 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 from the directives of the same bozo premier that wants to lock down his state almost up until April next year if he has his way. So whatever, Um, just overkill. It sure is. Sure is. Uh, That was actually at half time. I'm led to believe. Did they they spray the grass then? Did they spray the whole grass as well with it? They probably killed the grass, sadly. In the pot. So look, keep an eye out for that in the, in the goal square, whether they've killed the, killed the grass for this week. Uh, here we Good go, boys. Ends. Here we go. We are this week off to this great stadium. How good will this be? I can't wait for this. can't wait for this. No. This will be fun. This is within the road. We're getting to the pointy end now. Uh, this is an exciting little period, that's for sure. Um, here we go. The Demons, 5.50 p.m. local time, obviously. We're going with about a 7.50 start. I'm led to believe Optus Stadium. A little bit late for me. I might uh, – I feel I'm not in bed by half time. That's all I can say. But here we go with uh, the prelim final. The prelim <laughs> final from a Melbourne <laughs> point of view. This is, uh, this is how we're looking, and this is how we're looking from a Cats point of view. Final strong is their message. The Demons, no message. Let's just get it done, boys. All right. No mm-hmm. message is probably a good thing for me. That's exciting. Give them hell is our motto. What happened to the nose on that bloke? What's happened to his nose there? Which been one? punched in. This one? The Melbourne one there. Yeah. Looks like he's been punched in. Yes. Good to see the uh, the great Demon back where it should be in the finals. It is. So, Guzzy, obviously you and I, mate, um, being a mad cats man, it was it was imperative that you came on tonight's show and just had a chat with uh, with your thoughts, mate. How are you feeling? Are you a little bit nervous? Uh, obviously, you guys have been there before. You've been there many times before. So, whether does that give you nerves or does that give you a little bit of we've been here, boys? Let's do this. I'm proud. I'm proud that they've been able to get there again. I think it's a great effort. I think just to from you know. From, They've been competitive for so long, but um, if you guys play on at every opportunity, you're just going to be so hard to beat, I think. I think you just got leg speed. So um, both got great back lines. I think you guys have got the edge in the middle, and I reckon we've got the edge up forward. So um, if you guys run, it's all about that first quarter, AC, I reckon. It's It's all about that first quarter. But uh, I don't think uh, the odds are right. Uh, the odds aren't right. It's a it's a fifty fifty game. Um, a prelims. Yeah, obviously in the last outing it was a close one uh, for a while there, and there was a little scary moment for me with with the Cats putting on about four goals in literally three minutes. I reckon it was incredible little patch. Um, the Cats pulled back a bit longer than three minutes, but it felt. It felt like three minutes. It was uh, it was a blast. And if I, I think if the Cats can do that again out of the middle um, and do it early enough, who knows from there? It might just take a little bit of little bit of uh, air out of Melbourne's um, big wings at the moment. What do you think? I'm Bobby? glad. I'm glad we're not at the G. Yeah, that's I, that's more work in your favour. I, I 
think for the oh, I agree with Jazzy ever since Carlton Essen and 99 prelims are 50 50s, doesn't matter what happens and what you think. Um, you go into that, both teams going in thinking they deserve to play in the grand final and they play accordingly. Um, I'll probably follow the money on this one. I think if Geelong win, it's probably by less than two goals. If Melbourne win, I feel like it would be a blowout. Um, so it's really important for Geelong to negate Melbourne's midfield. I agree with that, Juzzy. Um, the thing that concerns me for Melbourne, I haven't seen Dangerfield fire a shot yet. Um, and if he gets off the chain in the first quarter, even in the second quarter, um, he's still good enough and still in the best three players in the competition. For me, if he has an influence on the game, I, I don't see how Melbourne can try and stop that very well. And because he'll put pressure on the mid and he'll put pressure on up forward. And, you know, I, I, <clears throat> I think Geelong's got a forward line structure that separates May and Lever quite well if they do it right. So that, that, a guy like Radagalia is now actually really crucial to have an impact on the game. And if he can, that could be Melbourne's Achilles heel. Um, having said that, I think Hibbard coming in, great selection because... Um, I just feel like Melbourne need to continue having a bit of bit of run. That's what their game is. And Joel Smith out doesn't provide as much run, whereas Hibbert not only covers a couple of the cat small forwards, but he can also provide some midfield runs. So, um, yeah, I, I'll stick with the fact I think if Melbourne win, they win it really, really well and solidly. I think if Geelong win, it's going to be a grind. And I, I tip Melbourne, but... Yeah, look, Dangerfield, Dangerfield's that absolute wild card. He has not fired a shot yet. I'm waiting for him to do so. Yep, that's it. it's going to be an exciting one. Cuz, give us your thoughts. Yeah, look, I tend to agree with Lovely Bill. I think Dangerfield's due to have a bit of a game. I guess, and for whatever it is, I heard mention on the news tonight he's had a finger issue or something. I think if he can get off the chain, he's probably the only X factor that Geelong can bring can bring to the contest. I think if it's played on form, as Jazzy said before, I think if your on balls get on top early in their run, I think that will that will hurt you long unless danger gets up. Look that game against Port Adelaide a couple of weeks ago, I think I think Geelong looked a bit slow. Yep. And I think Melbourne can expose them to that again if, if they get if they get the game on their terms early. But I think I think, Cuz, that's why it's really important for Dangerfield to pull that finger you're talking about actually out. Yeah. And really, really get into the game early and put Melbourne on the back foot. I think that's, that's, really, that's really important. I think, I think Tui and Duncan, who both didn't play in round 23, are, are absolutely critical to that side from half back up onto the wing. Um, I think yeah. a two is a, a two is a massive in, massive. Especially yeah, I, still out, so. I think mm. two influence is greatly underestimated. I, I agree, Judge. I think he's yeah. he is integral to what your side does and how they set up and and zone up and whatever. And he's a nab little legion, so of course he's important. That's know. right. You gotta have him in. I think that Geelong's going to be cocky too in in round twenty three. I, I think they got a bit cocky because if you have a look at uh, the bench time in that last quarter, they had 
Mate, they rotated their five or six best players, spent the best part of 15 minutes on the bench each. So I think I think they put the cue in the rack, to be honest. That's a that's a Dangerous. good point. Yeah. Dangerous. Um, that's cost them. Yeah. A shout, it did. Out, a shout out from the great Dave Cosmo tonight. Kids party. Got sidetracked. Fairy floss and Fanta. You know the deal. So that'll be an interesting yeah, chat for a few weeks' time is to have a little have a little think back to the old kids' party days and what's changed over time. Um and I let's see the fairy floss. That's a new, that's that's been a favourite for a while. No uh, no September show, Royal Melbourne show once again. So the fairy floss count's going to be down. That's for sure. Unless the dentists won't lie that one. That's for sure. Um, if I could be unemployed too. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's talk about ins and outs quickly. Um, largely kind of held to their chest still at the moment, um, but the main change obviously there with Melbourne. Uh, Joel Smith injured, James Jordan met his sub. So Nathan Jones doesn't get the little fairy tale at the moment yet. They're holding him back potentially. Jake Melsham, Kate Chandler all just sit there and wait uh, at the moment. And I think obviously having Hibbard back, I'm a little bit more excited about that. Joel Smith being very serviceable the last couple of weeks, come in, done a roll. Um, disappointingly, you know, tweak a hamstring just before, you know, he was definitely going to hold his spot. Um, so that's that breaks your heart to see that sort of stuff happen. Um, but Hibbard, once again, mate, you get an opportunity. So you'll take it with both hands. I think Geelong have got an opportunity on that team. If you put that team back up for a sec, I still feel like Geelong have got an opportunity to make a couple of changes to suit their matchups against Melbourne. I, I think I, I know Max Holmes has been playing okay. But I'm, if, if I'm Geelong, I'm putting Sean Higgins as a medi-sub. Or, sorry, Luke Dalhouse as a medi-sub. I'm getting Sean Higgins in. I really am. I, I think you've got to combat their run, and I think you've got to have some speed in the game. And you know what? If Sean Higgins breaks down after this game that you win, well, okay, it's bad luck for Sean. But if it's meant, you, if it's meant that Geelong's run the game out a lot quicker than what they could have, um, and they've got experience on the team at the time, you just do it. Uh, I, I, I just feel like Sean Higgins needs to come into the team. He needs it's to come into the team. Okay. What's your thoughts, Jazzy, on that? Uh, to be honest, I think Sean Higgins has been fine. I think he, I think he was dropped, and they're just saying that he's managed. I don't think he'll get. Uh, the last part of his contract. They signed him on a two-year deal. It hasn't worked. And Holmes is the quickest in the side. Um, so I, I think that... Um, I think there's been a bit of a changing of the guard. And I think even with Dowhouse going out, they realised after the Melbourne game that they needed that um, a leg speed. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I personally think Dowhouse will be the um, he'll be he'll be the medical sub, and um, Higgins has actually looked slow when he's played for us. Unfortunately, okay. fair enough. Yeah, yeah he, he's um, he hasn't and he doesn't play um, the Geelong way. He, he he looks good, but he's soft. Yeah, doesn't fit the hardness of the cats. Yep. Yeah. Fickle. But, but he's the idea. But he's that. But 
because he's got that class and the experience, I understand exactly because he's the sort of player that could come in, he can play on ball, he can go up forward, and he's the type of player that will kick you three goals in a prelim. So I totally understand it, you know. I'd probably be more inclined to play him other than Dowhouse. I think think he's a better medical sub because he can cover, you know, forward and in the middle. And Dowhouse has done bugger all too. Where, where does Holmes? Where, where, where have the cats predominantly been playing Holmesy? Uh, on the wing, yeah. on on the wing, and Duncan they pushed him to half back in his first a couple games back. Yep. Yeah, okay. he, mate, he's quick, Holmes. Yeah, he's Sorry, super. I've got, quick. Off. I've got the jeweler texting me for some reason, which is pretty interesting. He never texts, right. so I'll better respond to him. Get your message, oh. say get out of the jeweller and come back in. Have fun with the old man, mate. So, Jack, we're glad to see you back gone. on, mate. We'll have to catch up soon. See you, boys. All right, catch up. Prison's calling. <laughs> there you go. Snoozy's going to bed. He's off. <laughs> Not enough. Not enough. Lucky we had him on for special comments. Gave us donuts tonight, uh, cuz. But he was good early. Let's go that. Let's go with that. Dan yeah, Andrews specials. <laughs> yep. All right. So um, the other prelim. Just before we do go to the other prelim, uh, mm. I thought this this was some really interesting news. Uh, what a circus this was. Uh, I'm not sure how. For starters, I'm not really sure how this news got out. Um, Brisbane was it news? Damage mode. Damage mode really quickly. Oh look, I think it is news. Any time that an ex Brownlow medalist, well, uh, current. Still Brownlow medalist at the end of the day, right? Look what happened. Um, I'm out of here. I'm going back home. What what happened? What a circus! And then so many. Sudden, I'll tell you what's happened. Later, he's back. And and and, and the and football journos for ten years or more now just they rely on a sniff of something rather than anything that's substantiated in in evidence, yeah, right? Really. They, they want to be first. A rumor. Yeah, got to be first. So. It got out a little bit that, you know, Lockie Neal said, oh, look, I've, I'm just considering my options. That's not a new story. Everyone considers their options. Yep. So, yeah, these, these, these dopey journos, they, they then go and take that and then they go to Freo and go, oh, well, what's going on here? Is he going to go to Freo? Is he? And, and then it just, the whole thing just sets off. And you look at Footy Classified last night for the five minutes I spoke about it. What an absolute, what an absolute disgrace that whole segment was. I mean, there was, it's a nothing story. And in the end, he's come out and he said, well, I'm staying in Brisbane. Okay, cool. Well, you know, it forced Brisbane into an absolute panic. It's made poor bloody um, Fags just almost have a bloody aneurysm over nothing. Yeah. yeah I mean, it goes the same. It's the same. It's the same thing when stupid uh, Tom Brown last night jumps on the jumps on the, two, on the news. And, oh, but by the way, uh, I, I reckon Clarko will be coaching the Gold Coast Suns in 2023. Sorry, Stewie Jew's contracted for another two years yet. Why are we talking about this while there's a coach already in there? Have they not yeah. learned their lesson about the David Teague stuff? Yeah. Like, give us a spell, guys. This was a nothing story, Cut. Uh, and it's a COVID world. I mean, it's a COVID world. His partner's about to um, <laughs> drop a bundle. And yep. she's got family back home. Yep. He's got every right, anyway, to think about it. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely does. Um. And as a Nothing as a Brownlow medalist, they should be over there, and he should be front seat of the game, get to and enjoy a final and and watch it from afar. Um, 
yep. disappointingly as it is, as it is that uh, Brisbane have coughed another one coughed opportunity another up. One opportunity up. Yeah. Absolutely let's, nothing story. Let's, let's flick on let's to flick on. the next prelim. This is how Port see it. And this is how the doggies see it. So this is uh, this one's going to be an exciting one. I'm looking forward to this. I'll be I'm looking forward to watching a game uh, once the nerves have settled. I'm we're either in or we're out. That's how both of us are going to look at it, Juzzy. Um, come Saturday morning, it's good for one of us and bad for the other. But I'll, mate, either way, let's let's put this on the table now. I'll be happy for you. And I'm sure you'll be happy for me, mate, if one of us makes it. So then we get to sit back and watch a good game of footy, hopefully. Mm. Hey, see, I just... I just... Honestly, the best part about the game is I hope we win because you just get to um, I look forward to your team playing yep. over the next couple of weeks. Like, it helps you during this time. Sure does. Um, yeah, so I mean, everybody's yeah, so, I mean, been everybody's everybody's in a fortnight. It's it's over, and everyone starts back on nought and nought. So, um, mate, Port at Port are a different proposition than Port at Optus, um, and I think um, that can be the plot with how people are judging Geelong. Port at Port is a different proposition. Um, they're going to be hard to beat over there. Yeah, just give us a quick wave when you want to say something, Lovey, because your audio is really bouncing around. So I know you probably can't hear it, but I'm just getting a lot of echo between both of us. So if you want to say something, mate, just quickly give us a, a smile and uh, I'll bring you in. Uh, I'll bring you in. That's probably my brain rattling away, mate. You can hear. But uh, I kind of I agree with Jazzy. I do think if any team knows how to win in hostile territory, it's got to be the dogs. I mean, they've done it so many times when it's counted. They've got a premiership to show for it. Uh, they've, you know, they're, they're the epitome of backs against the wall. We just know how to get something done. Last week, last week, I don't think they had any right to win up at the Gabba. They shouldn't have won, yet they did. Um, I, I, I think, I, I worry about the city of Adelaide if Port Adelaide get done. I really do. I think they tear it apart. Um, I know they taught. I know they send you in excess, never tear us apart. Well, that that'll be put to ruin. I think if they uh, they lose on Saturday, so Bonton Pelly's got to get up though. Um, he's got to get up. Yeah, he's critical. He's got to be fit. If Bont's not fit, I just think that's a bridge too far. Yeah, let's have a look at yeah, the. Let's have a look at the- for the doggies, and the we've doggies, got Jeff Martin back. Martin. Is he going to be back? That's the question. Um, and we've also got Zane Cordy coming in with Alex Keith out injured, Cody Waitman injured. Um, there'll be a lot of Bombers fans not too worried that Cody Waitman's out, that's for sure, um, after the damage he did to them. And Lewis Young omitted. So, And then we've got uh, Sam Pepper omitted and Dan Houston, 100th game. What a great way to play 100th game in a prelim. What an exciting time, that's for sure. Um, um, I think um, Alex Keith out. Look, great defender. I actually don't think that unsettles their defensive six if you look at Port Adelaide's forward makeup. Anyway, um, they're, they're a pretty small forward line, Port Adelaide. 
So I think if if the doggies had more than two two tall defenders like they would have, I actually think they would have been a bit slow. So especially um, with Georgie Addison. Well, correct. Um, so I think the matchups are actually okay in that respect. Um, you know, they're, they're, but Alex Keith has been the informed defender in the final series actually at the moment. So one of, so it's a big loss. But look, Stefan Martin clearly in just a crash and bash. And you're going to have to because Lysett's almost the best in the business right now at, at, at those stoppages, like just body work and all the rest of it. He's extremely good at that. He's already won a premiership at West Coast, obviously, so he can play the game. Don't worry about that. So they definitely – they almost got shown up on the ruck last week, uh, the Dogs, by Oscar. So, yeah, they needed someone in there. Even if he plays just a game, I think Stefan Martin's a good in. He couldn't be fit, though, he could he? He fit, though, could he? Yeah, but in the ruck, he can get away with that a bit. I think so long as, so long as he positions himself well and runs smart, just doesn't try and run all over the shot for the sake of it. I think if he just – you almost you almost tag Scott Lysett, if you like. You just go where he goes, and that's it. Just negate it all night. Yeah, one thing Jeff yeah, Martin can do is actually put a goal, mate. So yep. go back to the old days the old of resting days, down forward. Resting down forward. Um, and I think he could do a bit of damage down there, that's for sure. What's your thoughts, uh, Juzzy? Juzzy? Mate, the heart, heart says the doggies. I don't like taking players who are unfit into prelims. Um, and I just, I'll be riding the doggies. Uh, that Zach um, Abutters is underrated. Um, he's a Bacchus Marshall Daly boy. So I, I keep an eye on him. And he every time he gets to the ball, he just he just causes harm. I just, I just think that. Um, for the doggies to hold them for the whole night, are they going to be the sort of side that if they pop up for five or ten um, a minutes, they can do what Geelong did to Melbourne in a small space and they can go bang, bang, bang. So I wouldn't be as surprised if Port come out and um, are beaten by ten goals. Yeah, well, let's talk about hostile environment. Um, there's not one much better than Adelaide Oval, that's for sure. Um, no. I mean... Port, they get up and about when they're fans, and especially when they they get a little sniff too. They're definitely one of those um, fan base that really get up and about. And can it be that? Can it be but the front runners? I see. True, true. So they that's the key. Yeah, um, yeah the front runners. Start sneaking forward and not being too far away. If if the doggies have to come home with it, um, it's going to be oh, it's going to be a great game. So really looking forward to this weekend. This weekend. I think the only chance are the dogs to is the closest. Sorry, mate. What I think that the only chance now the dogs have got is to close down the game. Sorry, mate. What's the um, what's the weather forecast for Saturday over there? Do we know? I'll, I'll if have it's a raining, if it's, if it's raining, it's dogs all day long. If there's any weather, it is the dogs all day long. Because Port Adelaide have got lighter bodies, and I just sense that um, it could be the doggies. No, I, I'm not writing the dogs off at all on this. Again, it's you know, if 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 it's in tight like Justin says, I totally agree with that. Liber, Lockie Hunter, you talk about underrated. Lockie, if if Liber wasn't in the team and Bond played forward more, Lockie Hunter's their best midfielder by a mile. He's a he's a great defend, uh, great midfielder. 
Um, I, I would love to see uh, the game brought in, and if it's if it's eleven goals to ten or something like that, you'll see the dogs actually get up. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think that's my chance. Uh, it says no. Uh, it says no. Lane Sunday. Lane Sunday. So who knows? Wouldn't be the first time they got it wrong. wrong. All right. I like uh, the doggy's chances. I'm going upset. I'm going upset. I've got, I've got the D's by 28 points, and I've got the dogs by seven. Be a ripping grand fun. Ripping grand fun. Oh yeah. Even cats and dogs. I mean, yeah, yeah. How funny would that be? You just promote cats versus dogs, or just you get all the stupid Disney people coming out and all sorts of things. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> There's going to be a twist. There's going to be a twist. There'll be a twist somewhere. There'll be a twist somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've got to agree with you. Because the I top four have been that close been all that year. Close all year. Yeah. Um, the Bulldogs were top after round twenty. Yep. Um. And then ended up top to fifth. So Port were out of the you top. Don't lose the you don't lose you the ability, ability to play the game. game. Yeah. They know how to play. They know how to play. Yeah, I think, uh, put it this way if you don't know how to play in the preliminary final, you know you're out. That's for sure. So you don't need to be <laughs> off by much. To lose, uh, yeah. to lose this one. This this is a very close top four, that's for sure. Uh, so exciting times. Let's. So I think uh, let's just get margins. You just gave me yours, uh, Lovey, Juzzy. Um, less than a kick, AC. Unfortunately, in which, in, in our game. Um, yeah, Melbourne's I honest. think I think it'll be a goal either way. Uh, head says Melbourne. Hart says the Cats. How's that? Massive, uh, I think, massive I think, stopper. I think Melbourne have been the best side all year. So I'll just say one thing. I went to a pre-season game um, at a watch a friend play in the reserves, play North Melbourne and Melbourne, and I sat with the Melbourne team. So they were right there. It was me and my daughter, and I said to her that night, the Melbourne guys... Every player on their list was there and they stayed for the entire game and they were that tight. I said to her then, before the season had started, and you could just see the chemistry in their group and how they were speaking to each other. Um, And they've been the same all year. So I think Achoco has made... A, a huge impact on that group. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was right there, like it was in the next row. Um, and both of us just kept an eye on them all night and we were judging them on all the little things. And they were such a tight group. That's, and, uh, that's a great, great little insight, mate. I, I look forward to following that through. Um, it's not. It's a profile, mate. It's a profile. I Perfect. It's uh, a good point. It's a good point. I look forward to following that through. Lovey? Yeah, I put this in the bank for the next few weeks. I wouldn't be shocked if you saw Choco win coaching Carlton. 
Yeah, why I, not? Uh, I think he's, he's too good not to be coaching right now. Agree. But does he want to coach? Thing, the only does thing he would stop coach? that is with, yeah. the only thing that would stop it is if he didn't want it. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to coach. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think so. He the does, only other yeah. obvious person, the only other obvious person is Brad Scott. It's the only other one I can think of. Um, and if you ask me to pick out of the two of them, oh, it's shocker every day of the week. Now, not only got Port there, he's, he's built up, he's built cultures at, at other clubs, and to be able to turn Melbourne's culture around the space of two or three years from where they were um, straight after that prelim exit in, in twenty eighteen to get them back as quick as he has culturally, along with Goody, brilliant. And it's just, it's amazing the influence that man has. Yeah, one thing's culture. Um... Another thing is that I think it was improved just dramatically with Melbourne is their kicking. And yep. it's the same guys, um, but Choco's huge on it. Obviously, he was massive on it with Dusty Martin, and look what happened, right? Um, yep. He basically just there, – there's obviously no doubt he's put those things in place. Um, mm-hmm. He obviously gives a lot of credit to his, his marked Sharon footy. Uh, which he heavily promotes. Um, uh, but there's a, there might be a bit of merit to that. Who knows? But he puts a massive focus on the real fundamentals uh, and that being kicking. Um, and our kicking has improved out of sight. We have put a lot of left footers in there now. And obviously we all know that left footers just seem to have a beautiful kick that's generally accurate or they're a long kick with a le- as a left yeah, footer. Um, I tell you who, who who's improved the most out of out of his work. It's got to, you've got to say it's Oliver for one. Yep. Oliver Oliver's field kicking's improved out of sight, but Petrarca looked like a a, a, a Nilo Tunge out the front. It, it just he used to spray everywhere, and now he's mm. bang bang, or it's a goal. It, it just yeah. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with it. I think if you look back to Bomber Thompson in two thousand and six and Hardwick in two thousand and sixteen, they were both under a lot of pressure. And they both could have easily lost other jobs. And you look at Goodwin, he was under a lot of pressure coming into um, this year. He was probably fortunate at a holdy spot. So I can see a lot of common things. I mean, Balm came into um, a Geelong, made the world of a difference. Balm came into the Tigers, made the world of a difference. And the same can be said um, for Choco. And... Um, it's not just um, a Choco, it's the coach of um, a St Kilda as well, who's gone over there. From at Melbourne? Yeah. St Kilda, St Kilda. Um, of Are they course, coach? Name, name just escapes me as I've... As I've... Um, that's over there. Yeah, I know um, who you're talking about. I just had an absolute blank. Um, um, help me out there, lovey. Um, um, uh. <laughs> Got me. He plays college. Yeah, he's um, oh, he was head head coach of yeah. Um, and there's another one that's gone there too, mate. Um, they've got Williams, um, the St Kilda bloke, um, and Uze. Who's the Alan St Kilda? Richardson. Alan yeah. Richardson we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Adam, yeah, him. Adam Uze, and Adam Uze's been yeah. massive. Um, so he's very, very underrated. Got, so you've got a Choco, who is yep. a premiership coach, 
And then you got a two other excellent coaches too. Big difference. The other thing you mentioned about those other clubs, Jazzy, I know we're about to wind up, I suppose, but it's patience. Like, they, they gave Bomber Thompson a good seven years, seven, eight seasons, and he cracked through for the 2007 flag. Alistair Clarkson um, had, I mean, he got through in 2008. Or, yeah, Geelong were red hots and they had a really good day out. But it, was, it wasn't until another five years after that before he won his next flag. So if you think about it, from 05 to 13, it's been a while. Hardwick, nine seasons before he got his first one. He was in his ninth year. Yeah. You, know, you look at clubs like um, and Bucks. You know, Bucks was a kickoff being a premiership coach. He was in his 10th season there. But it's all about having patience and making and, and backing the coach in that, Understanding too that you know these these cycles that they talk about of drafts and all the rest of it and rebuilding a list takes more than three years. So these these silly clubs that keep chopping through their coaches all the time. Um, you know, Carlton, prime example, just ridiculous. If you think that a coach can turn something around in the space of three or four years in this day and age, yeah, it's absolute it's absolute folly. I mean, GWS are doing the right thing by Leon Cameron, and they will crack through for one. GWS bounced back really well this year, and I. I, I they're genuine chance for a top four next year. They really are. When they get all their players back on, he can coach. The guy can coach. You know, John Longmire, he's only got one flag, but they know he can coach. Hmm. So, you know, I, I think patience has to be a key in any of this stuff, as well as good people. Yep. yep. Um, and obviously patience was uh, was sold to the Melbourne Footy Club through Paul when Paul Roos arrived, 2013. Yep. Uh, to 16, and then obviously a transition into Goodwin, and Goodwin's been now coaching um, since seven. Well, they say halfway through 16 really was the kind of handover period, and then into uh, into full time, and in amongst there, then then Choco arrives to uh, to to just give it a little bit of X direction in the last eight, 12, 18 months. So that that's that's super exciting. I see. Um, and as this, I'd I'd love to see a flag for Melbourne for Neil Adenaher too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And I'm a Geelong man and I'm trying to say, okay, well the positive out of it is if if we don't make it, I'll be on the demons for um for Neil Denner. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well uh there's a little bit of room left on our gravy train, mate. We're uh we're back in the bus up and <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while, mate. It's been a while, so That's I right. can't begrudge right. you. We can't uh there's not too many people that don't like us, to be honest, and they might have uh they might grab us as a second team because let's face it, no one wants Port Adelaide to win. So um, let's the demons give them hell. That's that's what we want to achieve this year. And it's uh, I'm, I'm just kind of pinching myself that we're even still there, mate. So I'm really excited by it, no doubt. Uh, I know you guys are. And the last one we just want to touch on before we go. I know we've gone a fair bit over time, but I can't let this game go ahead without us uh, quickly touching on is our our beloved. Uh, the mighty Melbourne Storm, once again, um, we can't wait for this one. And Purple Rain is when it's going to happen, mate, uh, this Friday night as well. I can't believe they schedule both games for the same night. Um, I, this happened to me last week or the two weeks ago. I couldn't watch a storm and then I snuck a little look and we were getting pummeled at that stage. So that was that was a bad, uh, bad move. But this one's different. This is finals time, uh, and that's when the Storm come into their own. Get to play the Manly, the Sea Eagles. That's going to be an interesting one. Um, 
Not a not a great record against Manly, but they always they always have got the wood on us somewhere. But I just can't wait. The storm, it's their time. Let's do it, boys. What do you think? A Manly are in good form. And I wouldn't mind Ado Carr being in. And he's got the hammy, but they reckon he'll be okay for the next game. So I almost think that he'd be right to play, but they're just not taking any chances. We've been good all year, AC. We've been good all year, the Storm. Yep, I sure have. What's your thoughts, Lovey? Storm would, the Storm would want to win this one because they wouldn't want to play the Panthers in the prelim coming back the other way. You'd prefer yeah, to yeah. have the Panthers in the grand final. So this is this one's really important. Yep. Um, you only want to get them once. It's, it's timing with that O'Carr horrendous. I mean, you've got Cherry yeah. Evans and um, Trebojevic just absolutely lighting up. They're the, they're, they are the form team along with the Storm and Panthers right now. That, the top four is in extremely good form. Um, this game would be a lot closer than what people are probably giving it credit. So, um, you know my background with the Storm. I don't particularly like them. Ironic being a Melbourne man, but uh, look, I still think they should get up, but I wouldn't be surprised if Manly win at all. Mm. Yeah, it's a da- definite big danger game for the Storm, that's for sure. Oh, it's, it's, um, it, it's, got, it's got danger signs all over it. You get, you get over this one, I reckon you're good to If you get over this one, you're good to go. Yeah, my, uh, my quick tip is Storm by 12. So... Uh, I think it's just a little breather and they get there and they get the two try difference early, hopefully. Uh, Storm are very good at coming back, but, geez, when they start and they start well, they're very hard to catch. So, It'll be interesting to see how hectic goes now that he's a prime position player compared to last year. He was a bit of a bit, of a bit player, um, yep. a lot more responsibility on his shoulders this year. So hopefully he can get it done for them. Yeah, he's uh, he's super keen to get it done. As are a few other players that are leaving. Um, they, they, I don't know what Bellamy does and gives them, mate, as a little parting gift. But I know when they leave the storm, they they don't leave anything uh, out there. Um, they definitely give it a massive crack, and they they know they've left. A lot of them have left with premiership premiership rings. So that's that's a, always a great sign. But what's your, what's your tip, Juzzy? Storm by two, mate. Another nail biter. I think Storm will be out in front, and I think Manly, Manly come back, and Storm will hold on. Does Cherry oh, Evans miss one going? Does Cherry Evans miss a conversion? Does he? I, I just, I, I think Storm will start really well. Yeah, yeah. I think you have okay. to. Mm. Yeah. To be honest, I think you have yeah. to. Yeah. Lovey, what's your tip? Uh, I've got Storm by four. Close. Okay, once yeah. again, close. So, yeah, it should be a ripping Friday night. Um, did we cover off the Port Adelaide Bulldogs tips? I did. Well, I went dogs by seven. Yep. Uh, I reckon Port by five goals. All right, Unfortunately, I'm, gonna... I'm, I'm yeah. riding right the doggies. I'm riding the doggies. Yeah, I think uh, sentimentally, obviously, as Victorians, we all want the doggies to be there. Um, we've come in the hard way. Uh, if anyone can do it over there, we know it's the doggies. So I'm going to tip the doggies by a point with uh, 
with with Libba sending one home that just doesn't make it and gets tapped over the line for that last point to get him in. Um, I think you just like having Bulldog supporters with heart attacks every week, mate. I think that's what you like doing. That's right. Yeah. That's right, and uh, and my tip. Obviously, I didn't give you a tip, but my my obviously hearts with the demons, and I think I think we're going to get in by twenty two, um, and and I wouldn't say largely comfortable, but it, it happens towards the end. So we start well, cats come back, demons go again, cats haven't got enough in the tank in the end. So that's yeah. how I'm seeing the game. Let's see how how it happens. Well, he's got the legs, mate, and you got the profile on the list. They're all 25, 26. Yeah. Yep. It's the right um it's the right it number. Sense. Yep. Makes sense. All right, boys. This has been a fantastic chat. We can chat forever about uh, finals time and I love being involved in it. Uh, it's a new thing for me. So I look forward to uh, to getting getting the job done this week and we can have a chat again next week about the big one. If not, good, we'll bring you back. We'll definitely bring you back anyway, Juzzy. And uh, good luck for the uh, game, we'll mate. Good luck for the game, and good luck for the storm. Good talking good to you, Lovey. Yeah, you too, mate. Look after yourselves. Enjoy you the too. footy, regardless. Good Have fun mate. with it. I catch you. Footy's the winner. See you, boys. Ciao, mate. See you, boys.